From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here, along with Elaine Harlan. Thank you for joining us tonight on Lighthouse Live around the world. And a special welcome to those of you joining us in far-off places like Iraq and Mm. Israel and Germany and uh, even our neighbors to the north, Canada. Canada. So good to have you listening uh, with us. And tonight, of course, Elaine, one of our favorite nights because the doctor is in. He's in. Dr. Jim Hemmen. Glad to be here, guys. Oh, always great to have you with us. And we'll be talking to Jim in just a couple of months. And and these these excursions are always wonderful. God just takes us some wonderful places, and we're looking forward to that tonight. Uh, Before we begin, though, let's check in quickly with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with another way you could recognize a Jesus freak. Authentic faith isn't easy. Most of the time, the world says one thing and God's word says the exact opposite. As a matter of fact, that's one way to detect a Jesus freak. 2,000 years ago, the Thessalonica City Council cried out, that Paul and Silas had turned the world upside down. Maybe that's something to shoot for. Are you caught in the ways of the world? If you were brought before your city council, would they even realize that your citizenship is really in heaven? Upside down living, that's another way to recognize a Jesus freak. Jesus Freaks Radio is brought to you by DC Talk, the voice of the martyrs, and this station. For more, go to persecution.com. Yeah, amen. And, you know, we're supposed to to look different Mm. and act different. I mean, that's kind of one of the charges Christ gave us. And and in a a world that is very self-centered and and really lacking uh, genuine love, uh, why, you know, he he said, gee, um, they'll know you by this. And that upside-down living is... uh, as a hallmark of it, and uh, to be in and, the world but not of the world, in it but not of it. Yeah, I, I think the problem is when we don't look, when when we do look like the rest of the world. You know that that's uh, it happens all too often and most often at home. And, that's and, where our 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 mask tends to be dropped the most. That's where the home. rubber meets the road as our our children watch us. That's and, right. Uh, what we say winds up <laughs> not being as important as what they see modeled. You know, we yeah. were just uh, talking about that uh, this morning on another uh, issue. Uh, you know, how important it is that no matter what we do or what we say, uh, we have to be consistent. 
Jesus was absolutely consistent in every example in the Gospels. Mm, amen. And I believe that he is so consistent that we don't even have to worry about mm. what he's going to say. We know what he's going to say because he always says the same thing. Amen. And it's always healthy and it's always good. And balanced. Amen to that. And balanced. Mm. Well, speaking of inconsistencies, let's check in with Brad Dacus for this one. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. In 2000, the voters of California overwhelmingly voted for Proposition 22, which defined marriage as between one man and one woman. Well, since then, legislators and courts have challenged and chipped away at this definition. In fact, the California Supreme Court will hear a challenge on March 4th, which will likely strike it down. But never fear, over 30 pro-family organizations and many churches have joined together, circulating an initiative petition to put this definition of marriage in the state constitution, making it far more immune to a assault from legislators and activist judges. Let us all beware that the definition of marriage is only fully protected if it is defined in the constitutions of all 50 states. I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. And just a reminder, friends, that website is absolutely incredible, and you can get the same updates the media gets from the Pacific Justice Institute. Again, it's uh, www.pacificjustice.org, or you can call them toll-free at one 305 one And, of course, if you're interested in local opportunities to serve while Elaine updates the website several times a day, and you can check us out at www.vibrant.org communities.org click on the little red flashy thing and it'll take you right to our day <laughs> Mr. Our Detail day. himself our, our yeah. technical talk, our, uh, technical <laughs> talk there That's, uh, yeah, vibrantcommunities.org <laughs> let's take a quick you look you know before Elaine does sure. that I really want to be very clear about something Okay. when you do reach out in his name like these opportunities mm. it is truly selfish not self-centered there's no better way to take good care of yourself mm. than lose yourself in him. Mm. And these opportunities are a blessing to the giver mm. like as well that. as to the receiver. Yeah, you know, that is so true. That, that is so true. And, and one, of the th- one of the hardest things uh, that we find in, in dealing with our own brothers and sisters in terms of encouraging them to encourage their people to serve is that, and, and don't misunderstand me here, but it's not so much about the person with the need. Right. It's all about the person who is serving that need and what it's doing inside of them. Exactly. So we're, I, I am fully convinced that the work God does inside of the servant uh, is absolutely magnanimous compared to, you know, the, the work that's done inside the person being served. Obviously, they see Christ in a, in a new way. But for that servant, losing themselves in mm-hmm. that act of being Christ to the person, that's where the bless. that's where the action is. You're really is. feeling your true nature as a new creation. Amen. You're really feeling that born-again experience mm-hmm. when that's happening. Right. Freely, when it's being done freely. I love it. We're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> We're just warming up now. 
Just getting started. Let's take a look at the Volunteer Center of the United Way, friends, because there are some opportunities to volunteer, like the American Cancer Society reminding us of their 23rd annual Daffodil Days blooming in our community. Daffodils, one of the first flowers, and they are a symbol of hope in a world free of cancer. The springtime, uh, supporting cancer research, and uh, volunteers are needed to prepare orders on Saturday, March 15th, uh, and delivering. Uh, volunteers have a valid California driver's license. That's kind of important proof of insurance and your own vehicle to deliver these beautiful flowers. Flexible scheduling is available for all volunteers. And the purpose of this, uh, again, is to deliver these flowers and spreading hope. What a fun and cool thing to do, huh? We'll uh, tell you how you can do that in just a moment as well. Also, the American Red Cross uh, of Stanislaw County, the 25th annual CPR Saturday. And I think Pastor Mike can uh, jump in on this one. Saturday, <laughs> March 8th at all sites uh, in Modesto, Oakdale, Patterson, and Turlock. This event is open to the public ages 8 and up. Even even our friend uh, Mr. Al can do this one. Recessa Annie is scared of me. I know. Well, a, you blew her up once. You blew up her lungs, I think. <laughs> that was a, a pretty sight. But I was well-meaning. Well, of course, the intentions were yeah, good. Is that the practice dummy? <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, here I, I'm. A, go ahead. I was a teenager, and I, I was a police explorer, and mm-hmm. and we had to go. This was to, several years ago. Uh, I think. Just a few. A mini. Anyway. Yeah, that's you know they probably just invented recessa Annie at that point. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, so I had to go, and I, I was sick, so I missed the the training in the little academy we had to go to. So they said, okay, you come, and and one of the firemen will take you through CPR and how to do that. So. You know, and I, I'm a trumpet player, height of my career in high school, right? I mean, I got developed lungs, and I know to blow from the diaphragm, take a big breath, and let it let it pop those high C's out on the wheel, right? So he says, okay, now, you know, just go, and, and, and you got to give her a good breath, you know? So I I get there, you know, with a little recessa Annie, and I do, I go, boom, and her lungs go, boom, you know, and, and the fireman's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I just exploded recessive. Take out any innocent bystanders. I didn't take no or res- no innocent bystanders, <laughs> but you know she's been a little leery of me. Uh, <laughs> maybe, kind of a traumatic. You know what? Thing. Maybe you shouldn't volunteer for this. You maybe know what a that You know what a nugget that is? <laughs> what what is that? Nugget? Here was a very positive intention. <laughs> Matched with something that made sense, the the trumpet blowing. Yeah. But trumpet blowing and resuscitation are two very different things. They are. You can't hit a high C when you're resuscitating someone. It exactly. just doesn't work. Only, only Dr. Uh, Jim exactly. can find a nugget in this. I love it. There's a it. nugget everywhere. Anywhere. Dear friends, this Were is... Were you trying to go somewhere with that? I am, and that? we will. We're going to drive I think about bus, seven right, minutes Dr. ago Jim, we started The event this. is open to the public, and I tell you what, pre-registration cost is $8 and $10 at the door, and classes fill quickly. Now, volunteers are needed. This is where we're going prior to the actual event to help coordinate activities uh, and the day of the event. All sites to help uh, with setup, cleanup, volunteer registrations, check-in, written tests, clean <laughs> clean the mannequins, bless her heart, poor little Annie, was that her name? Anyway, staff the first aid booth. Certified CPR instructors are especially encouraged to volunteer. Flexible volunteers. She had to have a lung transplant. I bet is what she, she did. Oh, facelift and everything. But anyway... <laughs> Facelift. <laughs> Probably a face transplant. The American Red Cross doing great things in this area, and we'll just move on, and we'll tell you how you can get involved with that in just a moment. And finally, 
uh, and the Stanislaus County Office of Education, we thoroughly endorse this because this is where you can help youth succeed at school at Project SAFE. This is an after-school program. Volunteer tutors, mentors are needed to help K through 8th grade students with reading, math, and homework. I know you can do this. This mm-hmm. is something you are very well versatile in, and um, you spend a lot of hours with homework with I Heather do. and Josh, and I, I know. You know, geometry good. just seems a lot harder now than it did 30 years ago. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is with that. <laughs> and at 3 in the morning, it gets even vaguer. I'm and, sure that it does. Uh, but flexible schedu- scheduling is available weekdays, 3 to 6. And this is a, a great, great need. Again, Project Safe supporting after school for everyone. And this is a great, great need in our area. If you have any. Well, you, you know, and, and you bring up a good point. You know, I, I spend. It's one, two, three o'clock in the morning correcting algebra for my son and mm-hmm. geometry for my daughter. And there are a lot of sons and daughters in our mm-hmm. who don't have parents who can do it true. or will do it or parents that are there to do it at all. And can you imagine the frustration they have? Trying, I mean, I know what it's like for me, you know, trying to figure this stuff out as an adult. I can't mm-hmm. imagine a kid with absolutely no support at home trying to negotiate that what a blessing what an opportunity this is for you to to reach out whether it's math or reading or whatever it might be and and bless uh, a kid in our neighborhood that uh, that just needs that kind of help indeed and whether it's delivering daffodils or blowing up mannequins i'm just kidding (laughs) it's helping out with registering people at the cpr event with the red cross or whatever whatever the case may be you are reaching out you're touching lives you're helping people and that's the whole point it's relational and our lord Mm -hmm. is a relational god so call the volunteer center of the united way barbara borba is waiting to hear from you and she's a wonderful friend too uh she can be contacted at 209-524-1307 extension 113 again 209-524-1307 extension 113 and you can always give us a call here because we'd love to hear from you and you can reach us at 209-544-9571 and uh, we'll be glad to pass along any of those details on to you. Well, we uh, are so glad to have uh, Jim Henman with us tonight. Dr. Jim Henman, a good friend, author. It's always and a pleasure. And Jim, we're just glad that you could take the time to be with us. And uh, I tell you what, we, uh, we're just tossing around uh, a little bit tonight to, uh, the idea and the topic about what is so good about grief. Now, this mm-hmm. this is a subject, and I know Charlie Brown's not here with us tonight, but if he was, mm-hmm. you know, where do we begin with this, Jim? Because I know that recently we've slung a lot of snot and tears, and I don't know if I can even say that, but I guess I just did. You know, we've done a lot of that, and it's necessary, and it's messy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's messy. We can't get around that, can we? If you assume that grief situations that create grief mean there's something wrong you approach it accordingly you assume there's something wrong therefore you try to get rid of it the fact is sadness is a part of living in a fallen world God tells us that sadness is a part of it loss is a part of it if you look at most of the players particularly in the New Testament most of them had horrible deaths. Mm. Uh, there was tremendous grieving throughout the, the early church, and it grew because it wasn't something wrong. 
it was something right. They were being persecuted for Christ. So the the tortures, the sadness that was happening, the losses that were happening were seen as drawing them closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And therefore, even though no one likes to suffer, it had meaning, it had purpose, it had value. If you assume there should not be losses, then you find out what's wrong. Why did, this, why did God make this happen? Why did he do this to this poor person? Mm. What sin is re- re- being reflected by this particular loss? I love when Jesus was with, I can't wait to the apostles, and, and one of them was getting kind of a little big for their britches and saying, okay, tell me, tell me the sin of this particular uh, cripple. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, right. no, there was no sin. Mm-hmm. It was just that we could have this moment of distinction. Like you could give the address and the, and the better quote. But you know what I'm talking about? The assumption is that if there's like crippledness, that there must be sin attached to it. Well, and, and, and unfortunately, in the church, we've set the standard for that mm-hmm. because we, and sometimes it's un, an unspoken um, thing, but it, sometimes people feel that, uh, gee, I've, I've just had this time with the pastor, and I, I, I just feel guilty about having this problem because if I was really spiritual, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel this way. Right. And unfortunately, I think uh, we in the pastorate have. You know, not intentionally. But, no, not intentionally. But but we just, because we haven't handled it God's way, mm-hmm. we, we've really hurt a lot of people, mm-hmm. I think, over the years. You know, um, at the time that I was beginning to write the bus book, um, I had had a, a traumatic experience. I have uh, had two uh, cousins, uh, Kent yes. and Ray Shaplowski, and we grew up together. We... Uh, they were a few years younger, and we knew that Kent was dying of a brain uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked at Aerojet, and he was just a wonderful man, mm-hmm. just a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful yes. person. Had two children. We knew that he was not long on this life, and we we're kind of getting prepared for his death. Well, in that preparation period, his younger brother Ray had a massive heart attack and died. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I get teary even thinking about it, but here's what my tears are really saying. We all came together, the family, the friends, we cried together, we laughed together. There was not any of this, why did this happen to Ray? Mm. Ray had a, a, had a son and, and, and his wife was pregnant with twins when, when, when he died. But there was none of the why, why, why. Instead, we felt our pain together. And I tell you, I could feel the Holy Spirit be such a part of that. He is with us in our valleys. Our questions keep us from experiencing him mm. in our valleys. Our questions become the problem. And, and yet, a lot of times, Jim, that happens. And oh, I sure. know myself, sure. personally, I have asked those mm-hmm. questions. Sure. When is this going to be over? Of course. You know, I've asked that till I'm mm-hmm. blue in the face and probably mm-hmm. drove you crazy with that question. But, you know, but, but even that, feel good about noticing exactly. how vulnerable we are mm-hmm. to false assumptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The false assumption is that this should not have happened. That's the false assumption. The fact is... 
in a fallen world, a lot of bad things happen because we're in a fallen world. Exactly. And grief and loss can be over a lot of things. And, we, and it know, can bring yeah. such healing when we embrace it, mm. go through the messiness. We have our tears together. When I started the Fool book, yes. uh, I don't tell you how long ago that was now because it seems like it's <laughs> never going to get done. <laughs> but there was another death experience where uh, a, a, a young man died suddenly he had been in our family, uh, in our house, countless times. He was like a son to us, and suddenly he died. And we were there with that family. And again, the Holy Spirit is what allowed us to comfort each other. There was no words of comfort that, as a human being, we could have. No, and it's but a, the Spirit right. gives that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and and I think one of the one of the major mistakes we we make is um, as if, if if you're coming into a an environment like that, trying to help out. Yeah. Um, because you words, encountered that words like yeah. it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. uh, it's all right, are are not real appropriate. It's, it's God's not, will. It, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it is not all that's right. a Trump card. Moment. Where do we get that? Yeah, oh. mm-hmm. um, Phyllis and Sherrod Miller, who who wrote the couple com- communication curriculum, which we're big fans of here, put a, ma- a mathematical equation together, and and it you can shoot holes in it, but it's it, mm-hmm. it. I think there's a lot of truth to it. They said that our emotional response to something equals our feelings equals our expectations. Plus reality. Wow. Our expectations plus reality. Now, if our expectations are this and the reality is 180 degrees away from that, uh, we're going to have a bummer of a reaction. In fact, if I could piggyback on that, because God gave me a nugget along those lines, expectations, not experiences, create resentment and bitterness. Expectations, not experiences. Mm create resentment and bitterness i i agree with their formula mm. i do agree with their formula and that could be expectations of ourselves as well as as others right or of god or or of god yeah because we have expectations of god we do well, let's we? delve into that a little yes. bit so uh, what expectations do we have of god that are somewhat unrealistic i think one of them is that if we are faithful to him we will have a blessed life as we define it. Good things will happen to us. Bad things won't happen to us because he will protect us in our relationship with him. Mm. Now, where we get that, I don't see it anywhere in the New Testament. I don't see it anywhere in the Old Testament. But that's the expectation oftentimes that God will heal the, the sickness. God will cure this injury. Uh, God will heal this marriage. God's a gentleman. He's not going to force two people to stay together. That's right. And Jim, he knows very well what our expectations or not are. And so he is very okay with us approaching him in prayer and our communication Mm -hmm. with him and being very open Mm -hmm. to him about he wants us to be he open. He wants that, doesn't he? But he's not codependent. No, <laughs> so unlike the us. the fact that we come to him <laughs> with this want doesn't mean that he's going to change what is healthiest for us mm-hmm. by giving us what we want. Mm-hmm. What we want and what we need are often very different. Mm-hmm. He knows very exactly different. what we want and need. 
He wants what's best for us. He knows exactly. what we need. You know, going going back to our, our discussion just a few minutes ago about coming into on a scene and, and trying to help out. You know, what, what do you what do you say to a mom who's just lost her child? Mm. You know, I, I think just being there is about all you can do. I don't well, know. There's a lot of words there, you it's can being say. Being there in your willingness to be transparent mm. and real. Mm. As I heard, the, you know, the, that example, I've had the opportunity to uh, to help people die. Yeah. You know, where they've you know helped them in the in the final wow. phases. I've had wow. the opportunity to help people who've had a loss of a yes. child or yes. a loved one. Mm-hmm. And the the first thing I say if I walk into that room with this mother who just lost a child is in tears saying, Mm. I don't know what to say other than I am so, so sorry for your loss. And it's the tears and it's the transparency and it's the honest respect and valuing Mm. that Mm. I think God gives us the words beyond that. And it's the dignity with which you you Mm -hmm. are with someone at that point. And and Pastor Mike also in the chaplaincy uh, that he's involved in uh, with these people during those moments that they just lost someone is so important. You know, I think that, Mm -hmm. Jim, your your comment about transparency and being real Mm -hmm. is so important there. They they don't need a plastic Mm -hmm. ambassador. There's not one plastic element in Jesus. There is not any plasticity in Jesus. No, nothing. Just transparency. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Amen. Talk about, you know, we're using this word grief, grieving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's unpack that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Different types of grief, Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. sources. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the... See, first of all, grieving is fluid. It's very important to keep that in mind. What exactly does that mean, Jim? There's a flow to it as Mm -hmm. compared to a static. You have a, a... a pond that has no flow in the water, it stagnates. Mm. Whereas a stream is continually flowing. The flowing helps cleanse the water, helps purify the water. It's a cleansing uh, There's type a cleansing of, uh, in process. the sadness. Yes. Sadness, grief, regret, these feelings all have a very process-oriented sense to them. Cleansing. There's a cleansing. There's a wave, like an ocean wave. Jesus felt sadness. Jesus felt grief. And he wept. And he wept. He did not have a depression, because depression is when you try to block healthy sadness. Mm. When you try to block healthy grief, that's when you get depression. Mm. So we need to understand the difference between grief and depression. Right. Blocking it creates the depression it feeds anxiety when you respect and feel the feelings and let him feel them with you and through you it hurts so good when you try to block the feeling it hurts so bad i am sure that you have had this experience time and time again uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm always uh, amazed at times when, you know, you, you come into a situation and, and you're meeting people in, in a stressful environment and something tragic is, is mm-hmm. monumental right. has, has happened. And you, you don't, you know, you don't say probably 10 words and you're there an hour. You just be and, and you walk out of there and people say, 
Thank you so much, yeah. friend. And you're going. I, I didn't. I didn't do squat. You know. But well, but see, really, that's, you, that's really. In fact, I, I shared that there's a nugget that God gave me recently, and it fits right here. Okay. <laughs> really, I, it's perfect timing. Good. It goes like this: If I have to do something perfectly, like for example, I'm going to be going to a place where there's grieving, as an example. If I need to do it perfectly, I can't afford to let God be a part of it. Mm-hmm. If I don't have a clue, I it costs me nothing to let God drive through me. Yeah. And when you realize it ain't me, it's him through me that's going to say whatever's going to be said. I have no clue what I'm going to say. I What I'm realizing is more and more over these last few years, I'm more embracing not having a clue. Mm. That doesn't mean that I don't know anything. But I don't put the expectation that I have to perform it. Mm-hmm. Instead, I can be confused. I can be curious and let him do it through me. He does a better job. Yeah, this may sound heretical, <laughs> but I found that, especially for us pastors, one of the worst things that we can do is coming into an environment like that and start banging people over the head with Romans 8.28. All things work to the good for those that... People, they hate you. That's not Jesus' style That's not at Jesus all. talking, is it? He'd be in there weeping. What happened when, when, when the Lazarus sisters came? And, and why did you wait so long? Mm. And he was tearful with them. Sure. He didn't say, you should have more faith. Right. Yeah. He's real. Yeah. Jesus yeah. is as real as as I could ever imagine a person being. Mm. And and he used Scripture appropriately. It's written that. It is written that. You have heard That's what that. I like about him, because I can never find the address. I have <laughs> Mike or Leon or one of my other pastor buddies and say, what's the address? I know the message, but what's the address? <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Jim, you have allowed God to to use you and, and, as you say, to love others and see others through him yeah. and through his eyes and, and respond through his nature, uh, as it were. And, and uh, we're just glad for that. And you've given us lots of nuggets. We look forward to your nuggets and look forward Me too. to it. Yeah, I, 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 I just wish that I actually earned them. But luckily, with God, you don't earn. He gives because he chooses to give. Amen. If you receive, you get the blessing. And I love to get his nuggets. Oh, we're I love them. Glad for those nuggets and glad for all of those that he uses to help us through our, our, uh, our times of, of storms. Mm-hmm. And it, it has been a stormy time for all of us at one time or another. Amen. And uh, through a, a recent storm... As I walked through the midst of a storm in my own life, I have to share with you, I thought Nicole C. Mullen here tailored this song just for me. As she captured my experience and what she entitled One Touch, here it is on My House Life. Been ostracized for 12 years. I'm used to Spend everything I had and now it's gone I'm used to being put down My issues tell it all My only hope is anchored in this fall 
gift of music to touch a, a spot that just can't be touched any other way. That's God thing. That's God. It? That's, That's a, God, a God, thing. God thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, in, in the midst of, of trauma and, and grieving and, <clears throat> and mourning and all that goes into that, you know, I just thinking back to um, John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus is, is, trying to get across to his disciples that he's leaving and uh, he's going away he's going to die and, and some of them are catching on to that some are not too well some <laughs> appear to possibly be accepting it other others are not but he says peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid and I think so many times we were talking about expectations a, a moment ago. We want Jesus to meet our expectations for the kind of peace that 
we think that he ought to give us, and his his message here to his disciples is, you're not going to get the kind of peace that, that you expect mm-hmm. from the world. You're going to get something far superior. And that's the thing. We can't even imagine mm-hmm. what he has to offer us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You notice a child. <coughs> I'm sorry. It's that's okay, right. <laughs> you have a child, and they want a toy. And you know that toy is not a good one for them. It may not be safe. For, for some reason, it's just not a good choice. And the child's heart is just broken because mm-hmm. everything in the world depends on getting that toy. And yet as a parent, you know that what you're going to give them instead, ultimately they're going to love ten times the toy they think they want. Well, think of God, how much greater. He's not going to give a lump of coal. Mm-hmm. Right. To his children, it's going to be the best possible gift. That's right. Not the same one we would give, no. necessarily. Fortunately. Yes. yes. Lucky, we're becoming like him instead of him becoming like us. I am blessed by that every day. Absolutely. I'm becoming more like him. Yes. He's not becoming more like me. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Amen would, would that not be that. scary? Oh, it would be Amen. real scary. I'd get worried. Ask Sonia. <laughs> And I, I think what you were just just talking about there, Jim, doesn't that tie into because we were talking just the other day and I was sharing with you and you were telling me another nugget. I had to write it down because it was just it was just it just blew me away. There was a freedom in accepting the consequences. Mm-hmm. Talk about that just a little bit. As a society, we hunger for freedom. I think in our culture, even more so than in many other cultures, we hunger for freedom. But at the same time, we're a nation of flashlights, of judgmental flashlights that judge, that defend, that do everything other than accept the honest consequences of our choices. Mm -hmm. The only way you can truly be free is to accept the consequences of your choices. If you do, you're truly free. By that definition, very few people in America are really free. Mm -hmm. I choose in every session to be prepared to be fired. I have the freedom to be fired in order to be free to let God love you through me. Mm -hmm. And I would rather be fired than hold back on that. And I'm willing to accept the consequences. Mm -hmm. I get fired sometimes. And this is huge. We, each of us, Christians, Mm -hmm. we have the freedom to choose Mm -hmm. to do the right thing or the wrong thing, but we have the freedom to choose to do the right thing, whether or not Mm -hmm. our Christian brothers and sisters choose the the same. You see what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Absolutely. What that really brings up is an important point. Who defines our reality? Do other Christians define our reality? Mm. Or does God's word and his spirit Mm. and his nature define our reality. You know, there, there is freedom in Amen. accepting the consequences. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just understanding, you, you know, there's times in my life where I've said, you know, I'm going to stand up for this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think there's an injustice here. Mm-hmm. But I also mm-hmm. understand that the consequences of that <clears throat> is that some folks may not like me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I could get fired. It may look foolish. It Hello. may look foolish. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at all that and, and you say, okay, yep, th- those are the possible potential consequences. Mm-hmm. And so let's rock and roll. Let's and, rock and, and roll. You know, rock and load. It doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. not going to hurt. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely. No. Yeah. No. It's not, a, it's not an intellectual thing. It's an experiential, relational thing. We don't want to lose our friends no. and our loved ones, but you know. When I was growing up, I would have sold my soul to get someone to like me. Mm. You know, that's that's where my little wounded sure. parts come from is is the desire to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Now I would like to be accepted. I'd we love to be accepted by that. you guys. We all want But that. I would rather be rejected by you then. and accepted by him. Yes. Than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice when you have relationships that you don't have to make that choice, yes, like yes, this yes. here. You know, I was doing an ironing, iron sharpening, iron thing with a, a brother the other day, and mm-hmm. and uh, we were pretty intense because mm-hmm. I I was pretty passionate about what you know where I was going with with this particular issue, and he and he looks at me and he says, "Well, I may have to change my opinion of you," and I said, "You know what? Change your opinion. Okay. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Let's." But let's explore that because I'm really okay mm-hmm. about you not liking me over this. I'm right. cool with that. Mm-hmm. It's not that I want you to dislike me, but you know what? Those, that's one of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And because I think this is so important, and we're dealing with an issue of righteousness here, mm-hmm. I am okay with you thinking different of me from, from now on. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, that it, it's it's freeing, but you walk away going, Ugh. Yeah. Well, it's because it's not your old nature in action. It's mm. your new nature mm. in action. We are not our past. We're not our past. That's another biggie. Mm-hmm. And our past affects where we're starting, but it doesn't define who we are. Who we are is a new creation. I can that never changes. Right now. We're always becoming in Christ. Yes, yes. Now, thinking about the process of grieving, mm-hmm. uh those emotions can come back sometimes. Years later, absolutely. Uh, for me, night my grandfather died. I happened. I was alone at home. I was watching George C. Scott. Okay. In a movie called They Might Be Giants. I don't know if you ever saw. No, that. but it sounds interesting. <laughs> it's, it, it's very, very interesting. I think, as I recall, it surrounded a hospital and what was happening there, and and uh, so every time. You know, I'm flipping through the newspaper or whatever, and I see there might be giants. Mm-hmm. Man, that night comes mm-hmm. back, you wow. know? And, uh, and, and it, the emotion hits, and yes. it's like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of reliving, reliving well, see, that see, what moment happens again. is, unlike learning a math equation, painful experiences go through the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And on traumatic events that we get blocked, we, we freeze. We, we, I call it putting it in Tupperware. Yeah. We, we, we just to block the pain right. in the process, we end up blocking a part of ourselves. Mm. When that happens, the limbic system is left in the on position. Mm. So if you have a thought about it, the first thing that tends to come is the limbic system emotion and it takes you what I call a time machine. Suddenly, you're back five years, sure. ten years. This woman that was 94 that I was working with had issues that were 
85 years old. And oh, when she got my. into them, it was as if it was happening right now. Mm. When she was like eight years old, oh. and, and suddenly she was eight years old. Here's this woman, 94. Oh. Wow. It was real. It was a time machine experience. Jim, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Should one stifle that experience when that occurs, or should you let it happen? What let me ask you this. You... Do you really believe that constipation is how God wants us to live? Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back with that right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39, to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity 
and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing vibrant communities, faith in action, pure, simple, proven effective, carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and our very special guest tonight, Dr. Jim Hinman. Well, he's actually not, well, he is a guest, but he's like an, he's, very special. he's like home. He's, he's family. part of the family. Yeah, that's And, right. you know, we didn't go around and introduce everybody uh, here. By, uh, Elaine Harlan, of course, our producer and co-host here. And, of course, our printer, assessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, and the ever-ready bunny of ABC, John Engel, sitting over here uh, with us tonight. And uh, you're right, it, it is a family. And our birthday it? boy. Well, Pastor yeah. Mike, I, 29 you know, and holding. <laughs> a long hold. <laughs> we want to wish Pastor Mike a very happy birthday. There's some Absolutely. logarithmic function there, I think. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, Dr. Jim Henman, and while we're, we've got you here, we'll get off of the constipation issue, okay? And we'll <laughs> We want to talk about your beautiful new website. It's exciting. It oh, is yeah. beautiful, gorgeous. And we'll tell our, our friends at home where they can catch you, www.careforyou.com. And that's www.careforyou.com, careforyou.com. Click on there. You know what I liked? The black ice. Click on the. It's yes. all about. I mean, driving mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and and the pathway mm -hmm. and all of that. It's just really colorful. Very well done. Well, thank you. It, my brain works in in nugget form. I had a a pastor friend say that I had a Hebraic mentality, <laughs> and I said, "What is that?" You know. And, and he said, "The Greek language is the language of precision mm. for information. The the Hebrew language." is a picture language, and it's perfect for wisdom. He said, Jim, you can't put more than a paragraph together without making a picture out of it. And it's true. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm hopelessly picture nugget oriented. And in the website, uh, like on the black ice, there are about five different one-page nuggets about judging, about yes. defending, about who we believe ourselves to be, the whole identity Alzheimer's that we've talked about very, before, very where believers think they are their old nature, yes. when they're really a new creation. Amen. You know, Jesus kind of taught that way, didn't he? I mean, yes, a lot he did. Of word pictures and, uh, and 
I'll tell you, from somebody that's ADD and dyslexic like I am, (laughs) I'm glad his model, there's room for me to fit in. (laughs) I'm right with you there. And then we also want to, before we we, uh, lose track of all time, and time gets away so quickly when you're here with us, we also want to mention your book, Who's Really Driving Your Bus, and where it might be obtained, too, because there are two places in our area, there are probably more, but two great places where our friends may pick it up, and one is Beardsley's book, and Bible in McHenry Village uh, in mm-hmm. Modesto, mm-hmm. and the other is at the Family uh, Bible Store in Turlock. Right. So both of those mm-hmm. places, and that's on West Main, I know because I finally found it with my new GPS. Beautiful. Both yes. stores are really nice. <laughs> so you can obtain it th- at both of those places. So that's a, a great thing. And so uh, you can get that there as well. And I'm sure that some of the other bookstores have it as well. And the, the main nugget within it, is to realize that we all filter our experience. We, we look at the world through filters. And if our, if our windshield is smudgy and grimy and dirty, we can't see accurately. It affects our ability to love God if we can't see him as the God of Scripture that he truly is. Mm, amen. Jim, your book is just wonderful, uh, full of nuggets that you have shared. And uh, I hope that people everywhere, and even though that we talk about the book here locally, I hope our friends uh, internationally and nationally as well mm-hmm. will take advantage and pick up a copy. Because well, on your get website, it on the website, yes, and, and it, there's no shipping and handling. That's so a, it's a great thing. And the website is, uh, of course, available worldwide. And as Pastor Mike mentioned at the beginning of the show, we do have friends who are uh, listening and checking us out worldwide. And that's a very good thing. Jim, I want to thank you for all of the nuggets that you have shared. And just uh, a few of them that I have jotted down here because these have been absolutely tremendous to me personally uh, in my time spent with you. Becoming in him imperfectly Mm -hmm. is something that I have to remember daily uh, in my walk and in my journey because this is something that I think, you know, in our Christian walk, and I know that you uh, speak with clients and and help people who are not Christians, which this Mm -hmm. is what a ministry this is, Mm -hmm. that God has given you. What a gift. You talk about gifts that he has given you. This is tremendous. For somebody who has been turned off to Jesus for whatever reason, and after a while of our sessions, I do not push my beliefs on other people. Mm. But they get curious. And I'm talking about my big brother this and my big brother that. And and before they begin to realize that Jesus and Christianity is not a religion. Mm. It's a relationship. Amen. It's wonderful when it's also a religion. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's predominantly... A relationship with God. A relationship. Becoming in Him daily right. in your journey. Loving others through His eyes. And when you're serving, and that's, you know, that's what the ABC ministry is. We're connecting mm-hmm. others with serving, and that's what it's about. It's, it's the best way I can imagine to live your life with meaning and purpose. Beginning now, right where I am, whether we're going through the grieving process, as you've helped me tremendously in these last few months, Jim, I just, I I can't thank you enough. 
for helping me through this difficult time. And I know that we have brothers and sisters out there because if you haven't grieved, whether it be a a death or loss of a parent or a friend or a pet, Mm -hmm. and we all do Mm -hmm. at one point, but there's a lot of different ways and aspects of the grief and loss as we have discussed tonight because we all do have that in our lives because we do live in a fallen world. Absolutely. So that's just uh, some of those things to think about. I do uh, encourage our friends listening, wherever you may happen to be listening tonight, to uh, look into uh, some of these tools. Because in our our tool belts of life, as it were, Jim, these nuggets, uh, it it helps to have those in those tool pouches, as Mr. Al would agree, too. One thing, too, is you can just Google uh, Dr. Jim Henman. And they'll get you to the website as there well. There you go. If, if you have a hard time remembering the website, thecareforyou.com, if you Google Dr. Jim Henman, it'll take you to it. And, and the groups, too, the support mm-hmm. groups, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we the hit The free that support groups, there the care go. and the caring grace groups. Yes. Any uh, last minute? Because we're kind of bumping the clock here just a little bit, Jim. But we've got a few seconds here that we could uh, maybe wrap up any last-minute thoughts that you have with us. It's always such a pleasure. Because you guys are living what he wants us to live. The, the, getting the community involved, getting the churches involved, I, it's such a blessing. I just, I'm just proud to be associated with you guys. Do you have any last-minute prayer requests that you could uh, pass along? I would love for my bronchitis to be totally gone. <laughs> that would be great. He did answer it in terms of, for the most part, not coughing during this show tonight. <laughs> Let's give out that website once again, friends. It's www.careforyou.com. Jim Henman, thank you so much for joining us. My and pleasure. we look forward to the next time very soon. Absolutely. Thank you, dear friends, for listening, wherever you may happen to be. Have a great week. Join us again next week. Our very special guest will be Pastor John Sanders of the Rolling Thunder Ministries. Join us again next week. Next week. Have a great week. May God continue to bless you.